Welcome back to episode four of the Unfortunate Diehards podcast. As you can tell, we have relocated to our new studio that may just be in a different house of someone. Uh, but we actually yeah, bought a house. Yeah, for thank yeah. you for all the support. Smile. Um, but welcome back to the podcast. Um, you boys want to say hello? Tell everyone what's up. Hello. And how's it going? I have nothing to say. <laughs> All right, so today we're going to be talking about um, defensemen, as we're going to talk about Sufi's top 10 list, the NHL's top 20 list. Um, we're also going to be talking about hot takes and each other's teams as well. And then hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we'll be coming out with our divisions previews. Oh, that should be next week mm-hmm. because uh, we're getting close to the season. I didn't realize. Mm. And... Uh, this week, we will be officially launching our Spotify, Apple podcast, so across all platforms. So if you want to listen to it in the car or while gaming, whatever the heck you want, um, we'll have it on more platforms. We'll and In your ears share with and in friend. your hearts. <laughs> so first thing I want to talk about today was so something very historic uh, in the NHL happened. Um, it was the first time the Stanley Cup ever went to a mosque, which is really exciting. And I know a lot of people, um, you know, in, I think it was in the London area, am I right? But in saying that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we're so happy and it was like such a great moment for, um, you know, the league that doesn't have uh, a ton of moments similar to that, like with such diversity, um, and oh my gosh, did you see that Colorado Avalanche chain worn by uh, Kadri's uncle? That yeah. was sick. <laughs> um, oh, but I'll pass it Search over it. to you, Omer. Like, you know, seeing that happen somewhere so close to you, how does that make you feel? That's pretty cool. I wasn't expecting him to do that. Um, yeah, it um, it's cool. It's um, it's something different that's never happened before, and um, I feel like it reaches a broader demographic kind of makes it more kind of makes hockey a little bit more um appealing to me maybe people were at that mosque that didn't really even watch it or didn't weren't really into it but now they just saw this tiny cup there and they saw a muslim player bring it to a mosque Mm -hmm. i think it's pretty cool and maybe and maybe that brings them maybe that makes them follow it a bit more from today onwards yeah for me i was was telling uh, my girlfriend this that like it was different because growing up it was like <clears throat> I was, emotional. Yeah, bro. I was. Oh, no. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it wouldn't surprise me that I cried at that. But like, we're not gonna talk about that. Um, I growing up, it was like me being like the one brown kid on every single team for hockey or baseball or whatever. Um, but I don't. I don't think that there's necessarily a um lack of want to play for brown kids in, in hockey and stuff like that but i feel like in a lot of areas kids are scared to play because they, they don't look like everyone else so this kind of just makes it a lot uh they may, it may, may give them more confidence to do so especially if someone that's been playing in the nhl for so long you know brings them uh, like shows them that it can be done and you don't have to be you know white to play hockey so <laughs> not only not only for like young kids or for you know kids who are wanting to play but also like parents who have kids who yeah. can take it more seriously in terms of putting them in hockey and mm-hmm. maybe making a serious decision there and following it more closely and maybe thinking that hey you know maybe my kid can also make it you know it's something that yeah. we don't really see 
especially in you know our culture um, when it comes to um, sports and I think the younger generations as we're getting older and we're having kids you know people our age or my age <laughs> a little different here bro come on <laughs> as, as I, you guys don't know Omer is 40 years old so <laughs> as people my age are like I guess the second generation growing up and actually you know growing up with these sports and growing up and now getting married and having our own, their own kids and um, you know, you're about to say our our don't have dang None yet. But yeah, um, I think it's good for to showcase hockey to an entire community that may not be exposed to it as much. And not, 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 not that they're not even exposed to it, but not be into it as much. Um, so I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think like obviously from a different perspective, but I think like I love that, um, you know, a lot of these – um, experiences, whether it's to kids or parents, like you said, and um, even like, so for example, like working for Bauer and what I do, like they're making uh, events um, where it's all people of color. So all the kids that sign up for these um, events where uh, you get hockey and on ice sessions, uh, it's called the first shift. Um, they have events for, you know, people who may feel awkward if it's, you know, like you had said, you were the only. Um, not white person on a hockey team. And you so, can say brown. And so um, it's like, I think welcoming and then seeing this, this is like a whole other level. And like you said, like inspiring parents, inspiring kids, like not only just in London, but like, you know, on social media, it spreads like wildfire. And so whether it's in Canada, in the U S in countries across Europe, if not other places too, um, and hoping to see that this happens more and more regularly, this would be a, first huge step sort of or like a showing of uh, it's totally possible yeah because the one thing that the NHL or even hockey as a sport in general lacks compared to a sport like basketball football um, even to an extent baseball especially soccer as well is um, the diversity of role models I guess for kids um, and hockey is very um, is a very um, I guess North American you know cultural um, sport where you don't see as much diversity as you see in the NBA. It's like kids who are going to this mosque probably have like an idol in the NBA or, you know, a soccer player they love. But, you know, when they see a guy who's like maybe from the same area as them, from the same cultural background as them, uh, from the same religion as them, bringing the Stanley Cup to maybe a place they visit regularly at the mosque and the place they go learn and stuff is, you know, yeah. it's important to get their interest peaking. Although I think one of the biggest hurdles for hockey still is the cost to play it. Yeah, I mean, that's a different issue, right? But, like, the thing is, hockey is it's a very intimidating sport to go into because, like, a lot of these the parents of kids that were, say, my generation of hockey, like, my, my parents didn't know anything, like, to do with playing hockey. Whereas those kids that, like, the majority of kids that go in and, like, that are white or whatever, like, they have people that have, like, their parents have played hockey for however long. So... The thing is now, when we start having kids and stuff like that, we're going to feel more comfortable putting our kids in hockey and be a little less intimidated because I think uh, it was it was probably hard for my dad to put me in there as well, not just, like, me going there personally because, I, I mean, I didn't really care as a kid. It was kind of just everyone was the same, but I know that isn't the same for everyone, right? So, but yeah. I was going to say, like, like you said, like, um, 
geographically um some people who may be more familiar with soccer or baseball or whatever it may be you know these sports such as baseball soccer or basketball it's very affordable to go to walmart get a glove and a ball or just a soccer ball or just a basketball and then you can go play in a park whereas hockey if you you're playing ice hockey is what we're talking about you know you need significant equipment a lot of the time and if you're not familiar with the sport it's super intimidating because to throw your kid in something and spend x amount of dollars on all of this stuff and then them not like it Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to put them in a sport where it's more affordable to get even just get started because the main yeah the main I, I think the main sport that kids get into right away at like four or five six years old is soccer right it's easiest it's a ball. easiest on, one and to get into grass yeah, mm-hmm. easiest one but with hockey there's a lot more that goes into it and it's intimidating to put that kind of investment in there mm-hmm. um, and you know maybe your kid doesn't like it maybe it doesn't work out for that or maybe it's yeah. just something you don't want to do because you're in a position where you can't really afford to do that I don't know so that's still the biggest hurdle in my opinion for um, for getting more people especially it, in di- more diverse cultures into it costs hockey. like f- just for house league you have to pay $600 just to play in the league exactly and then another, on top of equipment which is another six. so and then the think about it, if your kid gets good and then your bank account's getting yeah. rated like it was Connor a few thousand dollars every year more than that probably yeah. and he played high level hockey so like I don't know. It's it's going to be... I don't think the cost is going down anytime soon, right? Like, there's going to have to be, like, programs and stuff to get this stuff yeah. started. And I know there is. There's, there's probably yeah, that, a bunch so out there, Yeah, so the first right? shift that... So I work for them. It's $229 um, for six on-ice sessions, for head-to-toe gear. Um, and I think it's an awesome program, and it's across Canada, and they're hoping to expand it into um, America or even Europe at some point um, just to get people um, from all walks of life who and it's essentially it is a program for people who are new to hockey like there are some people that go when they've played before but a lot of them you know they're brand new to hockey and it's awesome being a part of that and um yeah i'm I'm really excited like this is such a cool story to talk about and yeah like i said earlier like i hope this becomes a new normal and it can happen to anyone so I think like our message overall is um, if you're listening to this all eight of you and uh, you know are debating on if you want to put your kids in hockey or not because you think it's dangerous or you may not feel included or whatever like this just shows like you can go so far with it and have such a great time and um, no matter where you come from like be successful with it and enjoy it so yeah put your kids in hockey so they can end up on one of my lists <laughs> 20 <Yeah>. years <laughs> Sufi's top 10 yeah I'll take over NHL Network <laughs> well alright so we'll move on now to uh, something we talked about before actually um, so we each like a specific team and I would say each respective team has quite a few good players on it mm-hmm. so I'm obviously a Sens fan Sufi's a Capitals fan and Omar is a Leafs fan so if you had to take someone from the other person's team to make your own team better, who would you take? So for me, who would I take from the Capitals to make my team better, and who would I take from the Leafs to make my team better? Are we considering like cap and stuff, or is it just like straight up just take the Spurs um, team? If you consider cap, I can't. We'll say anyone. no, but be be re- <laughs> be realistic. Don't say oh like 
I'm going to take... Because then I'll just take the two best players that I think on each team. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think... Be, be more realistic. Don't say, like, more, oh, be, I'm not going to say Austin Matthews. Based on Even though needs. he's the best player. Team needs, yeah, team needs. Team needs. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go take a top six forward. Because Ottawa, I would say, they're fine in their top six. Yeah, they have a top 32, top six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I'll go first. So, for me, I was thinking from Washington, I would like Dmitry Orlov. So, I think the Sens are thinnest on the blue line especially lacking um veterans like they have nick holden and hamannick who are fine but like i think orlov who's probably around 30 31 i think he's 30 um you know a guy who's played years and years and really really solid defensively i think would be the perfect or very similar to a perfect addition for the senators Mm -hmm. um i think that you know he could be a really stable partner for uh, whether it's a Sanderson or JBD, um, I don't know. That's who just popped into my head, and I thought wasn't you know outrageous saying like, "Oh, I want Ovechkin." For me though, like uh, for Ottawa, for, for for Ottawa's needs, like, you you talk like right hand defenseman, right? Yeah, I know. So, so I didn't me, want to take John Carlson. But for me, no, no, I'm not even saying Carlson. For me, Jensen is just as good as Orlov, and and he's shown that in the last couple of years, and he's right handed. He's mobile. He's really good defensively. I think, like, if, if I was an Ottawa fan, I would go more that way. He's just a little less known than Orlov is because he doesn't have the through the legs goals every year. But <laughs> he's one of my like least concerning defensemen on our team. Like, I don't get mad at him ever, and I do get mad at every other player on our team at least once in the season. Well, thanks for um, not agreeing with my pick, but <laughs> whatever. Take him, um, Omar. Do you want to pick someone next? From the Caps or from the Sens? Whichever you feel. Um, From the Caps, I want to say Tom Wilson, kind of. Let's go. Uh, I think that's a good pick. <laughs> Toronto boy. Toronto boy. He kills Toronto every time he plays them. Yeah. Um, But he's that, I don't know, he's that kind of guy I think we need, that um, gritty, um, in-your-face player, but he can also put up those points. He can play. He's Wayne Simmons with points. He's Wayne Simmons points. And the younger. Yeah, and the younger. And faster. I think Caps, I would, I would, you know, I, I mean, I could easily say Ovechkin, he's a winger. We, we need a winger, actually. But I mean, sort of <laughs> Ovechkin and Matthews? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But that's just, you know, that's just the easy pick. Well, I'll go Tom Wilson from the Caps. Okay. I, I mean, yeah. I feel like a lot of t- people I've seen online say that eventually when Wilson's contract's done, he's going to go there, but... We're going to sign him to a lifetime deal, so. Um, what do we need? I don't know. Do you guys have a retirement plan for Nicholas Backstrom? This I'd is a that. great bit of just dead air you're making. I can't <laughs> think of anyone, though. Like, I just have a perfect team. Like, ugh. No, that's the problem. Like, we have... We have so many little things wrong with us. I'm just trying to pick, like, a player that's, that's like... Complimentary. Yeah. But now we have a lot of those because that's all we got in free agency because we have so many LTIR guys. You know what? I'll say, okay, I'm going to say Josh Norris from Ottawa because we need ideally a second-line center. I, I like Strom we have now, <laughs> and I think he's going to be good. I, I just think that Norris is better, and I think that Norris would be more of a long-term option, and we need someone else to score goals for us. Um especially in our top six. Like, we have Oshie and, and Wilson, and they kind of spread out scoring, so we don't really have anyone that has, like, higher potential than, like, Ovi. Because if you look at the other top sixes like, that are on this, like, 
you can rely on Matthews, Marner to score at least 30, Nylander around the same in Toronto, so there's three of those guys. And then Ottawa, you have a few of those now as well. You have Norris, uh, Debrinkis, Giroux, Kachuk, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Batherson. Um, so I would take Norris. I would take Norris. And... He kind of gives he kind of gives the power play a different dynamic as well because everything is kind of on our right side. John Carlson's right-handed, Oshie's right-handed, Ovechkin's right-handed. All of the passes come from that side on the left side to there, and I think that's why our power play has been horrible the last few years because they know where the passing lanes are. So if you add Norris, then you have one shot on the other side. It opens it up for everyone. You have Kuznetsov or Backstrom or whatever in the down low, and then more options. And Ovechkin can pass it as well as anyone too. So. As well as anyone. As well as, as anyone. Well as anyone. Not named. Phil Kessel. What? I'm just trying to think of a low bar. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a great passer too. The thing is, like, I he, I think he, he's an underrated passer because especially if you have like a wide open lane to whoever on the other side, we just have no one that can take a one timer on that side. I don't want to see Kuznetsov take a one timer ever. Yeah. He has like the longest wind up ever, and it goes over the net. So. Are we going? Are we thinking one from each team or just one player? I was thinking we do maybe one from each if we okay. feel. Okay. So it's um, so my next one would be see probably another defenseman. Like I think that's Ottawa. You want to pick a defenseman? From no, I'm Toronto? not saying realistically. <laughs> oh no, 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 from Toronto. Um, but uh, like the thing hey, is, ahead, Ottawa's man. top <laughs> Ottawa's top nine. Ottawa's top nine is fine for forwards, and I'm. I like my goalies better than I like your goalies. Um, Same. So I guess their their discrepancy between their best forwards and their bad forwards is a lot. So there's, you can't really pick like a middle forward that you can put on like the Ottawa's third line or whatever. Well, I like Ottawa's that. third line. That's, that's what I'm saying. It wouldn't be an improvement or like if you got like one yeah. of the Toronto's third liners. Yeah. So which I don't know who that is. I think I'd take like TJ Brody, like a veteran guy who like does enough he's technically a right defenseman yeah and he's a he's a right defenseman so i mean mine were very similar i don't know if you guys are going to go different ways but uh, maybe omer needs to pick a goalie no i'm definitely going defenseman from ottawa who oh uh, which one which one do I choose? so many good ones <laughs> travis hamannick like what i'm i'm deciding between two Shabbat, Shabbat is the obvious pick. But he's just Morgan Riley. Exactly. But better. That's, why, that's why I want to go for Zub. Oh, that actually makes sense. Yeah. He's. Oh. Let me go. Let me have a Zub moment. <laughs> this <laughs> guy. I, I've watched Sens hockey for over a decade now. He makes so few mistakes. It's ridiculous. Like. And if he does, he makes up for it. He, like, turns the right way. He, like, waits the right amount of time. And I know this sounds very, like. What would I even say? Like, simple? Like, oh, he turns the right way. Oh. But, like, he just reads plays so gosh darn well. It's like, he's the perfect little defenseman. I, I love him. Like, oh, just such a pleasure to watch. Yeah. I mean, I did notice, like, when I went to that game, I did notice him, which is hard sometimes with Ottawa Especially players. Especially as a defensive defenseman. Yeah. With to notice. <laughs> when you go to games, though, that's when you notice those types of players more, right? Yeah, you do. You notice yeah. the passers, you know the defenders more. Like, he was he you, was different. You literally see the way they look at the ice. Exactly. Yeah. Especially it when they're nosebleed all the time. So. Yeah, it gives you insight into what they're thinking because you, you see them from the back break the puck out and stuff. You're like, wow, you don't notice this on TV. What'd you, what'd you, what was your thought process when you went to the least playoff game? I don't want to talk about that. 
<laughs> so Zub, why? Oh yeah, from the reasons you said. Okay, he's steady. He doesn't make mistakes. Um, and what Leafs really need, and sure, like to an extent, Giordano can kind of provides this, and maybe even Brody provides this. But that that steady feel to the back end, and like Riley's Riley's good in terms of his like you know he's he's not bad at breakouts. He's good like with an offensive player kind of thing. Sure, but like that poise in the defensive zone, it's something Leafs have been missing for a long time. We need players with that poise in the zone, just calmness and they know what they're doing it's the young Brian McCabe <laughs> just gonna move on from that comment <laughs> <laughs> and Sufi who would your next pick be I don't want anyone from Toronto <laughs> like uh, your high end players are like too high end like I, I mean I could say okay I, no what do the Caps need what do the Caps need Is that Ilya Samsonov no <laughs> No. Colgren. Give us a nice depth goalie. It's Shalgren. Colgren. Um, give me David Aries. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just bringing all the PTSD from right now. I mean, I, I mean, I guess I would say, like, I don't know. I don't Yeah. I mean, can I say TJ Brody as well? Sure. Yeah. He, he, he definitely... But that's, that's not what you need. It is what we need. Like, we kind of just need, like a like, a top... Six defenseman, but he is better than that. Like he's a top four, so I could use him. It's just like because I could say Marner, and then he would replace either Backstrom at center. Oh, she when he hurts his no, back. No, as a player in general, whatever. I mean, I guess, but like, actually, you know what? I'll go Marner. I like Marner. <laughs> that's a that's a flex. Well, I said make it like. Okay, then who I'll say you, who, where, fine. I'll what? say I'll say Nylander. It's the same difference for me. Like if either way, it's like. We could use like some more depth on the wings or whatever of a high end because our players are older. Um, but that doesn't really seem like that much of a necessity. Maybe our actually, I'll take Nylander. Our team needs to get younger and faster, so I'll I'll, I'll say Nylander. And he really goes into those corners and works hard. We have an, uh, bro. We have Tom Wilson going into corners. He doesn't need to go into corners. You think Evgeny Kuznetsov goes into corners? I know. So yeah, and we have like you have Ovechkin and Wilson on the line. Kuznetsov hasn't had to go into corner for like three years yeah because they both do that and they have like over 150 hits every year so but yeah give me ryan reeves so we got two uh tj brodies two tj brodies no, no i'll take nylander, nylander. <laughs> all right it's kind of funny that it is a toronto defenseman you both choosing toronto defensemen exactly. yeah yeah i mean we we definitely didn't choose some of them intentionally Jarrett, i was thinking Jarrett hole the whole time <laughs> Um, so something I want to talk about as well is, you know, talking about, you know, teams and what we think of different players and stuff. What can be team or player related would be your hot take for this upcoming season? Do you think a player is going to reach a new point total or be disappointing? Or do you think a team squeaks into the playoffs or dominates the season and you wouldn't have expected? Um, we'll start off with Sufjan. Florida misses the playoffs. Is that actually your hot take? That's my hot take. Ooh. They got a new coach again. And it's uh Paul Morris. I know it's Maurice. I know it's Maurice. I know it's Maurice. Um he's uh I mean he's not a bad coach by any means. It's just like this team had such a quick rise to the top and like a lot of their players that are performing are very random. Um Carter Verhage. Yeah. Well I and like honestly they're probably good players. It's just I think they were 
overperforming in that system and it was a lot of offense that was being had and their defense did get worse technically right like they oh, lost yeah. they lost Uyghur and I don't trust their goaltending a whole lot either because Baboski's an up and down Spencer Knight's young their offense as a whole is a little less good in my eyes and now we're gonna see Duclair Verhage you know whoever those other players are Marchman's gone. That's another. Player is injured for the first while too. Okay, he's gone too. So and Marchman's gone. Who maybe he wouldn't have performed again, but he's he still had a good season last year. But he's another one of those average players that they had that suddenly became above average. This is a, a hot take because they won the President's Trophy last year. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. But like, there's a, there's a lot of like in my eyes, there's a lot of question marks like Forsling, Montour, um, Duclair's health status now apparently. Sam Bennett. I mean, they did get Colin White, Michael Delzato, and Chris Tierney. Those aren't inspiring pickups. <laughs> and I think the reason that I did this is because they got Colin White. <laughs> so, then looking at the division here, are you saying Toronto, Tampa, Boston all make playoffs? They're locks for me. Who's number four? Actually, Boston isn't really a lock. Boston depends on health. Uh, or who who are the guys that are making playoffs? Then? Like little sneak. I peek. could see I could see either two Metro teams or I could see Ottawa squeezing. I could see Ottawa or Detroit. One of those two. Hmm. I think one of the one of those one of Ottawa or Detroit has to like really go this year. Every everything has to click. I I think as a full team. I, I like Detroit's chances better because top to bottom, I feel like they're more whole. Ottawa's high-end offense is a little better. I feel like Sens are one top four D out away from me seeing their lock. A lock, though? Well, I, I, if they get a top four D... Well, who, who is that? Because for me, the chicken conversations, that doesn't make them a lock for me. Because in my eyes, it doesn't really fit the needs of that Okay, team. let's say hypothetically. Like, you know how Mackenzie Weegers a free agent next year. Yeah. Let's say he was a free agent this year and signed with the Sens, hypothetically. I would say they made the playoffs. I'm saying they made the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I honestly think they're a top four D away from like being a lock in my mind. Right now, they're... It just depends on the defense. In my mind right now, they're a team that I think could possibly make it. They can squeeze in. But I just... Um, I, I can't call them a lock because I want to see a top four D on that. It's a top four C and D and then, like... I don't know how much faith I have in the goaltending with the defensemen they have right now. So we have a top 4D, and then we're going to see where the goaltending is at because we need to see what Forsberg actually is because who knows. Yep. Um, if he performs like half of what he did last year, then he's a solid 1B. Um, Talbot, consistent. All-star last year. Talbot's consistent. I, I like Talbot. It's just uh, how much of a load is he going to have to take on this year kind of thing. Uh, bottom six doesn't have question marks per se. They're just young. Um. And I mean, we'll see where where that ends up. And then the top six is top ten, I think. But we'll see when my article comes out next week. Um, I agree. So they're one of the teams, and then for me, Detroit is also up there because I, I I just trust Detroit's offense as a whole more, and they're I like their goaltending better. Defense wise, I think they're both they need someone there. Yeah, I think. Ottawa. Here, here's what I think will happen. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs or not. I think is it'll this, be close. Is this your hot take, by the way? Or? No, this okay. is just something I think will happen in Ottawa this year. I think someone on the right side, or just in general, will get hurt. So let's say Hamannick or Holden or Brantstrom. Someone gets hurt, and then 
Jacob Bernard Docker or Lassie Thompson will play. And last year when they played a couple games in a row, they looked solid. Like they could have kept playing if the other players didn't get healthy again. I think one of them plays themselves into a spot throughout the season. If because yeah, obviously it doesn't seem like we're getting. Yeah, it. I mean, I, I I don't see hope for that. Rather than have old oh, guys, oh absolutely, old like guys I think, fill in kind of thing. Yeah, I think that will happen and is quite likely to happen. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they might not just start them in the NHL, but I think halfway through a season, I could totally see one of them. Which is an inherent problem with NHL teams because there's like a lot of young players that probably should get the chance and they don't get it until someone dies. Essentially, it's the same thing with McMichael in Washington. His any sort of advanced stat that you look at, he's by far better than any of the old hags that we had playing in our bottom six, a.k.a. Marcus Johansson, um, Daniel Sprong, whatever. Sprong's gone now. Still didn't give McMichael a chance. They brought in Johansson to fill that. But I want to see those guys more, like, play more and, like, get more of a chance earlier in the season rather than wait it out until an injury happens because then you're stunting their development and stuff like that, right, too? Like, Lassie Thompson or... JBD could be ready for the NHL right now, but they need to get the chance to do so. Yeah, what they were talking about last year was JBD, like the coach in Belleville was saying, he, he plays like an NHL veteran in the AHL. Like he is so steady, just makes right plays, like isn't flashy at all. And then Thompson, I think, had the most minutes per game for Belleville. Um, so I think like getting their feet wet again, starting the season off in the AHL, and then I think one maybe both even i don't know um make it to the club this year who is the right side right now zoob like if i'm being hopeful with this so it's i think like, if what you is put it on Shabbat paper and though? zoob together it's a phenomenal pairing yeah but i feel like what they're going to do is put zoob with sanderson to start just to give him that kind of like extra help since it's going to be his first game first however many games so he doesn't panic or whatever i hope they do that yeah and then i think they'll probably put like hammock or something with shabbat to start and then might change something over time then i think they'll do brantstrom and hold it on the bottom pair which i think is fine like brantstrom i don't think needs a ton of minutes i think he was really good on the power play last year in my opinion like He's a power he, play defenseman yeah he, he moved it around i think i was saying this to my dad better than shabbat did yeah like it, it, he created tons on the power play. He didn't mm-hmm. always; it wasn't always successful because he was on the second unit. When Shabbat was out, he was on the first. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know how exactly they're going to shake out. Similar with the top six for Ottawa. Like I think if I were just going off on a Sens right now because I love the Sens. <laughs> um, like the projected second line is Giroux, Stutzel, and Debrinket. That's mm-hmm. not very physical at all. So my thought is Kachuk or Batherson come down. And as well, those three guys on that second line, like that's, you know, you, you don't want, you want like play styles that I guess match up well together. And I think having someone like Batherson or Kachuk who have a huge frame um, can go into the corners, create whatever, because both of them are, uh, phenomenal passers as well and then having to and norris on different lines as well i think benefits you because those are two really really good shooters 
I think Stussel should play with Debrinket. I don't care who they have on the other side. Yeah, I, I just think, think that's, that's the most obvious match. Though. Small guys, like I guess, but uh, I bro, yeah. the thing is, Stutzel, I was doing the fancy hockey thing. He had like 150 hits or something. It was ridiculous. So I don't think he plays as small as he might think. He might be like like thought of as a skill player or whatever. But I don't think that. Like I think play style wise, those two match up well with each other, and the way they create chances and stuff like that. I think whoever you put on the right side is going to do good with them. I don't. I don't even mind if it's Giroux, honestly. Well, part of me also thinks they might keep Giroux with Stutzel instead because Giroux's a really, excuse me, good faceoff guy, and Stutzel's very young and struggled at that last year when he was moved to center. So I think they may keep him there as kind of like a reliable guy that maybe on like his offside they'll get Giroux. that's why i think they should start with that line though oh i think they might they because that fir- because that first line is good with each other yeah. already and like i think the size thing is a little overblown i think you have that luxury than fair but like having three skill guys on a line isn't necessarily a bad thing i think you're gonna see a lot of juggling in the first little while yeah maybe, maybe. anyways we can get back to uh Whatever the heck we were talking also, I really hope I really hope they don't play Sanderson with uh, like Holden or Hamannick or something. I really hope they don't. <laughs> don't even put that. That's just like they might be like, oh, put Sanderson with Hamannick for the experience. Oh yeah, <laughs> roller coaster. We'll we'll see we'll we'll see what happens. I guess. I'm actually uh, the we'll see the, we'll see our training camp pans out for them. Yeah. Uh, would you like to go hot tech hot tech. take next? Tuck. Um, my hot take: Austin Matthews scores seventy goals. No, um, that won't, that's not really a hot take. <laughs> Very much a hot take. Seventy. <laughs> Seventy. Do you think he could do that? Just what? Do it. No one's done that since uh, what? Solani. Yeah. 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 Wait. It was either yeah. Solani or McGill. Mag- 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 that one. Mm-hmm. Bob yeah, McKenzie. McGinley. No, McGinley got seventy. Yeah. When? Yeah, like a seventy-six or something in his rookie season. Or one of his seasons. Um, okay, my hot take. You didn't. A- you didn't answer. Do you think Matthews can, can score seventy goals? Uh, I mean, okay. Yeah, bro. McGinley had a season seventy six goals and fifty one assists in seventy seven games. In ninety three, ninety two, ninety three. That's okay. I do think Matthews um, can definitely go between sixty five seventy. Um, whether he hit 70 or not, that's something else. That's insane, actually. But between 65 and 70, like between that number, I think, he can hit, I think he can hit that. I don't think he hit 60 next year. Oh, uh, yeah, he may. Well, yeah, like, like, I, but like, uh, actually, you know what? I think he does hit 60. Get out of here. It's just, <laughs> no, bro. It's just like teams are going to play him so differently now. Like, oh, I, come on. I don't, think, I don't think he's a player that's, that's uh, entirely undefendable. I think he will get his 55, maybe even 60 goals. I think that I don't think he's he's got the potential to ever reach past that. Yeah, I mean, historically, when a player's at 60, it's never really happened again. Um, of educating yeah, Stam Coast. Yeah. And I don't think he's that much better in his prime than those two were. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, especially Ovechkin. Ovechkin, yeah, I, I would say he's decently better than Stamkos in his prime, but whatever. That's a diff- different discussion. I don't know. Stamkos also like broke his leg the next year, so it's I don't know. Twice. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah. Um, um, uh, okay, my hot take. Um, Bro, we went off on tangents <laughs> there. This is this is more like us. Yeah, <laughs> this is more like us. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I think Leafs are winning the division, despite our despite our current goalie issues. That's your hot take. It's my hot. Take. It's not my hot take, but I'm, I'm building. Oh, that's towards, not even your. Hot that's not your hot take. I'm building towards my hot take. Interesting. I would say that is a hot take. I would also say that's a hot take. We can call that my hot take because my other, my my other hot actually for me there is they're either one or two for me. So I guess that's yeah, that's fine. They're definitely one for me this year. Definitely. Definitely. They're definitely one for me this year. I don't know. Tampa on paper is significantly better. I don't care if they're not better on paper. They weren't better in the league last year. They were better in the first yeah. round. They weren't uh, better on paper because <laughs> the, the half their team was injured for majority of the year. But like, with with their full offense, full defense, full goaltending, it is a significantly better team. Nah, I think Leafs are winning a top top in the div, definite, definite. Interesting. Yeah. I, I guess them definitively winning <laughs> the division is a hot take. <laughs> And then after that, they win in the Stanley Cup. But anyway, Hold on a second. Let me... <laughs> that's your hot take? No, it's not. I was just joking. Are you just rambling until you find one? I'm just coming up with a bunch of Leafs I'm takes. just rambling. No, um, yeah, no, but uh, genuinely, I do think Leafs are going to win the Div. So is that your hot take or not? It's my hot take. Okay. That's a little, that's not as aggressive as a hot take, but I feel like if if we put that up as an argument, people would argue that a lot. Yeah, but I would like to add one more hot take. <laughs> For my fifth hot take, uh, Miss Marner gets 170 points. No, I won't do this leaves related. Okay, there'll be enough discussion about the winning the division. Um, okay. um, my other hot take. Well, actually, you know what? I kind of said it. Uh, no, I didn't say it. I don't think. I I do think. <laughs> what is this? Segment? What is happening? <laughs> we can't even talk, but man. let alone stay on track. Oh man. Um, I feel. Like, there is a very high chance Boston's going to miss the playoffs. I can see it. So, I I, I don't think that they're veteran... Blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't care about their veteran presence, yeah. though. I just... I don't... I, I have a feel... I, I don't have confidence in Boston this year. I think they have a chance of falling out of the playoffs. I think them being old is what hurts them. For me, it's just like... If all those players are healthy, which I think that's the one thing that's staying in their way... If all their players are healthy, I think they're more than good enough team to get into the playoffs. Because their decor and their goaltending was one of the best, if not the best, last year. I think they were the best defensive team in the league last year. And that's that hasn't changed. Like, their their players haven't changed in that regard. But you're mm-hmm. also missing, for the first while, two of your best defensemen in McAvoy and Grizzlick. And then you're also missing Marshawn, who does a ton of penalty killing, etc. Marsha- for McAvoy you. Out. So if you're missing three of those guys, not saying it's impossible, but I don't know. Like I, I'm not like I think they, I think they could absolutely make yeah. playoffs, or I could see them missing. Um, I'd see them making it over not, but I don't know. Like, the thing is, they're they're Boston, and Boston always finds always ways. make the playoffs. They always yeah they find they find their ways to win blah blah blah. But this is the first time in you know I don't know what how many years 12 13 years that i going into a season i'm like oh i don't know about boston my thing is um even if they have players missing the first two months or whatever i think that they're the general core of that team can hold it down for two months to a point where it's it's they're like maybe fifth six four whatever in the division and then once those players are back, then I'd like they can easily just come back and do just as good. Because if they're missing two months of the season, that's like 
what, like a quarter? Also, the coaching change. Do I know what's going to happen with that coaching change? I don't know if that like that, that coach it plays more of their system than Cassidy did, because that's the Dallas coach and he is all defense. Yeah, and the the problem with Dallas is they didn't have the offensive depth to circumvent like playing that defensively. But I think Boston does. And if for let's say for the quarter of the season they finish with like a five hundred record or whatever, and then you get Marshawn, McAvoy, Grizzly, all those players back, if you're five hundred. For the last like four or five months of the season, however much time is left, I think they can easily just make the playoffs after that. I predict they're going to be in the wild card fighting with um, with a few teams. I can see that just yeah. based on them having the two months injury. Yeah. I just don't see that two months affecting them as greatly as maybe you guys do. All right. Okay. My I hot take. I don't know if this is just because I like some of the players on their team or I went to a game or whatever. Well, Winnipeg, oh, Winnipeg is going to be in the top three in their division, making the playoffs. Who's that division? Interesting. It's a lot of teams that can make the playoffs, like Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota, Nashville, St. Louis, Winnipeg. I think either Minnesota or Nashville misses. Minnesota? Yeah. I could see Nashville. I, I think one of them misses, and I think Winnipeg has a bounce back. They have really good goaltending, really good top six forwards. They're really, really, really bad defense. Yeah, their really defense is I like think bottom six. Can be can't be worse than last year, in my opinion. It's the same players. Hey, this is my hot take. I think Winnipeg surprises and like is in a like they're not fighting for a playoff spot by the end of the year. They're like they're, they're can I ask you? Can I ask you what what makes you so confident about Winnipeg? Here's the thing. I'm not 100 percent sure why. I just I just looked at it and I was like, you know what? If that happened, I would not be shocked. I think they have really good forwards. Like I love their forwards. I think Mark Scheifele is super underrated. I think uh, Pierre Luc Dubois, Poupy Pants, um, you know, is a very good player. I, I love Nikolai Ehlers. He flies around out there. He's so entertaining to watch. I think they have a lot of young players getting better. Like they have uh, Cole Perfetti. They have Veselainen. Um, he's been getting better for years now. I don't I think he's, his time's passed. He's going to be like a bottom six forward. Anyways, I think <laughs> these guys are only going to add to whatever they had there. And I think, you know, they're fed up. They heard a lot of stuff like uh, a lot of backlash and stuff for missing the playoffs. I think um, it only makes them better and fuel in the fire. Brendan Dillon, Neil Pionk. Josh Morrissey, Nate Schmidt, Logan Stan- Stanley, Dylan DeMello. Yeah. Bottom six, their bottom six forwards, Je- Jansen Harkins, Adam Lowry, Mason Appleton, Morgan Barron. I don't even know who these players are. Tony Nato, I've heard because of his name. Veselainen's mediocre. Okay, I'll give you... Because, um... bro, the only team... Okay, I don't think Minnesota's missing playoffs. Like, I, I don't think that's there's a chance of that. I think Nashville, the only problem with Nashville is that a bunch of their players had breakout seasons in, in their 30s. Um, Matt Duchesne and then Ryan Johansson had a magical season Forsberg I can rely on but that team is a little bit of a question mark I don't think Yossi's going to get 96 points again and they have a better goalie out of any of the three teams that we mentioned but I still see them making that over Winnipeg because Winnipeg's the, the problem with Winnipeg too is that their horrible defense core is affecting their all-world goalie, and he's already getting tired, and he already had a drop in his stats last year, and now we're we're hoping that not only 
does their defense that hasn't changed bounces back. We're hoping that he isn't worn out. And we're hoping that David Riddick. Yeah, big save Dave. <laughs> we're hoping that David Riddick can take some games from from Winnipeg or from Hellebuck. I also don't agree that Riddick Dubois is going to make that big of a difference. But um, Didn't he have okay. like 30 goals, 60 plus points I think last Dubois, year as a two-way yeah. center? I think somehow Dubois, well, I think we know why Dubois became underrated, and that's because he's a bit of a, eh. Yeah. 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 She at least line is eh, but at least he's likable. You know, he's got a personality. He plays Fortnite. He's chilling. I mean, yeah. those Frenchies, they're they're something else. You're you you're like putting away an entire demographic here. You got to no, 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 <laughs> no. I, I literally just pumped his tires. I said I really like Pierre Luc. I like Kyle Connor. Oh, I forgot. I, Kyle I, Connor I, yeah. yeah, Kyle Connor, the guy who almost scored fifty goals last they're, year, led like top ten yeah. in points. Their best four forwards, I like. Blake Wheeler is becoming a non-factor for me, and he's he's slowing down extremely. I still love Blake Wheeler. I he's, like him, bro. He's yeah. such a good captain. Yeah. Oh lord. I love, I'm, a Blake, I'm a Blake. Blake Wheeler is a great captain. Blake Wheeler oh, is like. I also love this is Blake with any American captain. I also he Blake, goes, oh my gosh! Everyone thinks they're so sick. Blake Wheeler is like when you remember when Liam Drysaddle was on one leg. He's yeah. he's that speed <laughs> with worse skills. And everything is just deteriorating about him. Like I love he does, because because but his play, he doesn't even play like that anymore. Yeah, he doesn't. So, <laughs> and okay, Parafetti, I like. I don't know what he's gonna be next year, but like the rest of that forward core is just. Ah. I think you have um, a really good top six there still. I think it's a good top six. I think with with Shifley, Connor, and Ehlers together, it's a good top six. It's a, it's a pretty good. Top it's six. a guys, pretty good top yeah. six. It's a good top six. It'll be, it's in my top half, I would say. And if you add Dubois in there, but sure. Parafetti is a question mark. Wheeler is not a question mark. He's old, aging. He is what he is. But how would you compare their top six to right now Ottawa's top six? I mean, the, the Ottawa's top six is way better than theirs. Way better. It's way better. It's than better than theirs. Top to bottom, I top to bottom, bottom is because for me, DeBrincat and Connor aren't that far apart. And then, what? I well, wait, well, how much? How many goals did DeBrincat score last year? DeBrincat was bro forty-one. Okay, or maybe he's thirty-nine, but he's it was two forty-one. It was, yeah. and, and his center was who knows. Yeah. <laughs> um. Regardless, I think Ottawa's top six is better. Not, way better is like me not liking this team. Um. I, just, I don't think I don't think they're better than Minnesota. I don't think they're better than... Minnesota's top six? Minnesota as a team. Oh. I don't think they're better than Minnesota either. I do think they're better than Nashville. I think that if every single one of Nashville's players reverts back... I can also see Dallas missing. Mm. I think one of those Dallas three... Dallas is weird. One of those three. Dallas is either like... They score seven goals and Ottinger has a shutout. Or it's like... 6-3 against them. Dallas has has been everyone's pick to miss the playoffs for like seven years, and they, they just haven't. They and play. now they've actually gotten pieces to improve. So that's why, I'm, I, for me, they, they're going to make the playoffs. And they, their goalie is also improving. He's young. He's, he's going to be better than most of the goalies that we're talking about in this thing right now. Doesn't center depth matter? Because if you have... Are we talking Lowry's, about Winnipeg's? I, I'm just looking at your computer. You have Hartman... Eric Sinek, who's great. And then 
Frederick Goudreau versus Shifley, Dubois, and Lowry. Lowry is a fourth-line center. And so, I, 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 would, I would argue uh, so is Goudreau probably. Fair enough. But <laughs> we're also not only looking at their top six. They have one of the best defenses in the league in Minnesota. And they have good goaltending. And then they have guys that can score almost 50 goals and 110 points, in, which is, I guess, hey. similar to Connor. Yeah. But he's not passing 100 points, and he may regress. Uh, I don't know why I went, hey. And <laughs> Zuccaro, like, that whole, like, their offense isn't special, but they have a lot of guys that can contribute, and they have a superstar. But then their defense They're is like just... like the Islanders. No. <laughs> I don't think you can put the Jets above the, Honestly, the Wild. Honestly, kind of like the Islanders. Islanders think about are, it, they I, have... Like obviously Caprizo is better than Barzell, but they have a, a guy. Then they have a bunch of guys who are good, not great. Like you know, they're they're solid. They can do their own thing. I think and then they have really good defense. But they don't though. Islanders don't though. Islanders they have one uh, of the best pairings in the league. Pairings. Yeah, and they got Romanov, and they have pairings. Dobson, who are both. Romanov is not a top four defenseman. But he could play into that role. He's still young. I don't and then they you <laughs> literally said the other episode, Sorokin is the best technical goalie. I like no, I said, he, I like he, he said he one is. of the best. I like how Regardless. He makes the statement, Romanov is not top for defense. <laughs> yeah, I'm just hoping people agree with that. Regardless, uh, for me, this is different because all the forwards that you're talking about in, in the Islanders are like above the age of 32. Do you not agree that it's kind of similar? I mean, no, because they don't. The Islanders don't have the younger talent that they no, have in I'm Minnesota. No, I'm saying how the team is built. I'm not saying in age. I mean, I guess, but like this is maybe Islanders when they're oh, actually good. We need to move on. Yes. Islanders so suck. we're gonna start off now after rambling on for like an hour and a half. Um, we're gonna go on to. Oh wait, no, sorry. Head to head. Top ten list from Sufi, but really quick, we're gonna go over. How goofy the NHL's top 20 defenseman list was. was very My goodness. The top 20 list from the NHL network is Makar, Hedman, Yossi, Fox, McAvoy, Latang at six, Ekblad, Taves, John Carlson, Heiskinen, Sider, Hughes, Slavin, Morgan Riley, Theodore, Wierenski, Doughty, Deline, Petrangelo, and Burns. Okay, before you say anything, do you know why he's outraged about this list? Who did you not hear? Can you, um, I zoned out the first time. I didn't hear Shabbat. <laughs> I didn't hear Shabbat, by the way. There, that. Yeah. <laughs> Riley was on there. Thomas Shabbat is not on there, except they have... Crystal Tang's at six. Deline, Burns, Riley, Latang, okay. all over him. D- over him is the issue, but I could see Darlene being in the top 20. And I guess Latang. Burns, no. Regardless, Shabbat should... Shabbat, do you want me to say mine, though? Yeah, so... Uh, yeah. I, I was just... I, I sent this article or picture or whatever to Sufi. And I, I, I... Yeah, I was confused about Shabbat, but I was like... And then I sent him mine. This list is all over the place. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I mean, that, it's horrible, and... Uh, I made this before I saw that list by by on purpose because after I saw the left wingers list, I was like, yeah. And Ovechkin was first on the list, by the way. So I love that list. Uh, my honorable mentions: I have Maurice Sider. I think next year he's probably going to be on this list in the top ten. Uh, Morgan Riley is an honorable mention, and Haskinen is an honorable mention. 
10 I have Shabbat you want to talk about him go ahead you can talk about him he's got really good hands and he gets overworked that's essentially what I say about him um, John Carlson has somehow become underrated according to me uh, because a lot of Caps fans have have uh, started to not like him because he can occasionally make like a lapse of judgment or like a bad positioning or whatever but I think those happen like very few and far between and a lot of the good things that he does get overshadowed by some of the mistakes it's kind of the same thing with Weger who also was he on that list? nope Weger is 100% of my top 20 defensemen like yeah anyways uh, eight of Devon Taves. He's more than just Makar's partner. Uh, in this, on my article, I have like a, just a two and a half minute video of him doing defensive plays, and he did all the defensive work last season, making sure Makar had all the running room to be creative, while also putting up fifty-seven points in sixteen, sixty-six games. Fifty-seven points in sixteen games. No, um, he's sick. Uh, seven of Aaron Ekblad. I think he has lost the tag of being like a overrated first overall pick or like a bust or whatever. Because I think in the first like little bit, he was kind of seen as that for whatever reason. Um, but I mean, he kind of had the same progression as like a Victor Hedman. And now he's putting up a lot of points, 57 points in 61 games. Needs to stay healthy. I think that's the big thing with him. Uh, six, I have Charlie McAvoy. I absolutely hate playing him. And he has started to put up points now two fifty six points to the last year in, in 78 games and he's just amazing defensively he can hit he's pretty much everything you want in defenseman and he's number six uh jacob slavin is the best defense defenseman in the league and it's like to the point where it can it can compare to how much impact an offensive player has with how good he plays defense and on top of that he's like not horrible offensively he can, he's a good passer he's uh not a black hole like in terms of in the offensive zone and stuff like that, he still put up 42 points. Roman Yossi is tough because he went from 38 points to 96. Um, <laughs> Did he actually? Yeah, he had, but it was like in 50 games or whatever like the year before. So 96 points is insane. He's not getting 96 points again. He's not getting 23 goals again. He's getting 97. Yeah. Um... He is one of the best defenses in the league. He did draw back a lot defensively last year because of the offensive gains, and it really hurt his offensive or defensive numbers, which was made up for by the defenseman on his team, which uh, helped out with that. Uh, three, I have Adam Fox. Last two years, he's been one of the best defensemen in the league. Uh, Juan Norris last year. This year was basically the same thing, seventy points, 74 points in 78 games. Um underrated defensively he's not like the biggest guy so he's not going to be banging around out there but he is like the best <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's one of the he's one of the best passers in the league um and he just runs that power play so beautifully and new york power play is is a force to be reckoned with if they can get chris Kreider 52 goals <laughs> and a lot of those were deflections off shots or passes by mccarr uh, Victor Hedman, McCarr, McCarr, Adam Fox. <laughs> um, number two, I have Victor Hedman. Uh, he had 85 points in 82 games last year, which it surprises me. I don't know why. Um, he kind of gained his form again this year. Last year, he was it was a whole argument between the analytics community and and regular people because regular people, yeah, yeah, the 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 non computer people because every single analytic number was saying that he played horribly or average 
while he still put up a decent amount of points. This year, everyone's agreeing again, and we'll just leave it at that. Uh, Kale McCarr, I could say a lot of things about him that would make a lot of people mad, but he had a very special season last year. He's been very special since coming into the league, pointing in defenseman, um, defensively one of the better defensemen in the league uh, defensively. And it's not just because he's like a magical poke checker or a big hitter or whatever. He's like always in position. And if he's out of position, he can get back into position very fast. And uh, everyone saw the highlight of him defending McDavid in the playoffs, I assume. Um, just one play. <laughs> there's videos of him doing it a lot. So, And for whatever reason, he's really good at reverse hitting. It's just like a thing with him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and he, he somehow is one of the best shots in the league as a defenseman, which is kind of scary. But yeah. Yeah, his shot is crazy. It's nuts. One thing to note, the highest time on ice in this defense list is Thomas Shabbat, who wasn't on the NHL network list. Yeah. Why would you play That's a guy who's not in your top, not to- top 20 defenseman in the world so much? Right? Oh, Evan's not salty at all. Dumb. That's why we're doing defensemen this weekend. All right. Right wingers. So, now that we've gone over those great lists, or less than great, depending on which one, um, the head-to-head for today, I thought, was great, and was inspired by someone being left off the list. Okay. The two people I chose today... Nice. ...also involved two of our own teams. Oh, I know what you're doing. I'm asking... Who's a better player, Thomas Shabbat or Morgan Ryan? Can I ask this? Well, we all know what you two are going to say. I'm the only outlier here. We all know this head to head's easy. You don't know what I'm going to say. I'm a Cavs fan. Bro, your your top ten list speaks for itself. Oh, yeah. I guess okay. And you argued you wouldn't go against your list. Anyways, my question to you is... True. Pick a player. You know what I'm thinking. Please, all right, let's hear Please tell me, Omar. You, I, want, I want to hear you guys first. I'll go last. Yeah. How about we go Shabbat, Riley, Shabbat? Sure. Okay, you Let's go first. Me? Um, so I'm picking Thomas Shabbat. <laughs> because I think that Morgan Riley... You're saying that with a Matthews jersey above your head? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm picking Thomas Shabbat because I think Morgan Riley is a you know solid defenseman. He's top 20. Um... I think he is also a beneficiary of being on a very good team. I think that being on a team, especially like a power play unit, for example, with guys who can literally score 100 points a season, with that, it, it, which isn't very difficult for them, um, you know, benefits him a lot points-wise. Like, I don't think Morgan Riley's a guy that you're like, oh... If I'm making a, an, an Olympic roster, is he really going to get power play time? Absolutely not. But I think Shabbat could. I think Shabbat is an elite offensive defenseman. I don't think Riley is. I think Thomas Shabbat, yes, does get overworked, so can make some more laps of judgment. Um, but also, for years, has had no one to work with. He's played with a million different people, and that's why I would love the sense to have him play with Zub constantly because um, I think that's finally someone who can solidify that pair and let him take the reins more and I think this season with a better offensive team 
um, hopefully a bit less minutes and having a more competent partner, you're going to see him excel and get probably career best in points, hopefully be a plus player. And I think we'll probably miss less games because he won't have to play so much and hopefully get injured or something. I think Morgan Riley, like I said, is fine. But I don't <laughs> think that he... You, to me, I don't think, unless you're a biased Leafs fan, you can pick Riley over Shabbat. Is it my turn? Yes. Yeah. Is it the biased Leafs fans? Oh, <laughs> he's hurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who would Thomas Shabbat beat out on Team Canada for def- for power play time? I don't think either of them would play on the power play. I think Makar is probably on your first unit. Who, but who, so who would Shabbat beat out on the second? I unit? think Shabbat probably like on it on Team Canada. I think Shabbat makes it as the sixth or seventh defenseman, and I think Shabbat wouldn't play a ton because you have guys like Makar, but he would probably get power play minutes. Who are Canadian defensemen? Uh, Victor Hedman. Ekblad. Victor Hedman. Sweden. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nice. He just pulled a me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so Ekblad, Makar. Oh. James. Okay. No, I put I put Ekblad over him for yes. sure. I don't on think, the power play. Oh, one hundred percent. Thomas Shabbat does not make team kind of power play. No, but you. They might even have two defensemen on the power play. On that team, maybe. Bro, bro. not a chance. Guys, <laughs> they I'm might saying, have five forwards on the power no, play. No, but they might use those guys differently. Like. I don't know. Ekblad's a big guy, and he's going to be probably on your top two pairings, so you're probably putting him in other situations too. Uh, if they want to divvy up the time, maybe, but I just, for me, Ekblad... Regardless, I think Shabbat makes the Olympic team, and Riley does not. I think Riley would make the Olympic team. I think he was rumored to make the Olympic team. Yeah, but that's from are. Toronto Sports yeah. Network. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think they, they both were... Unbiased network. <laughs> <laughs> they both were rumored too, I think. Yeah, Shabbat wouldn't play. But that's more so. That, that I think that's more so a, a product of not that many left-handed defensemen, and they're both left-handed defensemen. So it was going to be either or. Anyways, go ahead. Riley's just better. I want to hear stats. Is that your argument? Um, Here, I'll go again. So Sufi sent me these analytic numbers earlier, and Shabbat is one of the best puck-moving defensemen. Gets it in zones, create chances. Oh, hold on. Let me get this out. Yeah. So if yeah, we, so we can bring this up and talk about it after, yeah, but analytics. Wise, yeah, you, you yes. can go ahead. Go, go now on. we're talking. Okay, um, I have to say Riley because uh, I I can't say Shabbat. But do you want to say Shabbat? I don't want to say Shabbat. Hell no. Do you feel like you should? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm gonna tell everyone. The NHL clearly agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> It is their network. <laughs> it is their network. Um, okay, I think I think Shabbat has the size advantage. I do think Shabbat has the. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I I, I, I would look at Shabbat's size and then care about it. Honestly, huh? I don't 6'2", look at two one ninety six. Yeah, but he still looks like a twig out there. So I don't know. Yeah, but he's I mean, so athletic. He's, he is, but he gets pushed off the puck very easily. But you, so but you have, but yeah, he does exactly. But so, so does Riley. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so does Riley, bro. <laughs> Neither of these players. I'm looking at their physical stature and being like, oh my god. Okay, Shabbat, Riley looks like Phil Castle. Okay, but anyway, Shabbat with um, Shabbat with his size. The reason I use his size is because though his size co- compiled with size. his ability to move the puck and like skate, it's pretty impressive. 
Um, yes, he's good at breaking out the puck. Um, I don't know who I put as definitively better in the defensive zone. Neither. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're going, <laughs> I feel like this argument's not going super hot for you. This is Leafs fan gets owned. I'm trying to think of an area of the game where I just I think Riley overpowers him. Um, it's a little bit difficult. <laughs> <laughs> See, I also thought about making a head-to-head where Sufi and I would disagree because I feel like we're more fiery. Well, so, well, I also don't think this is that close, if I'm being honest. Do you want to take a break from your little argument? No, I need to, uh, no, I need to keep going. Try. <laughs> I'm trying my best here. You want me to pull up some analytics that Riley might be is, in your favor? Riley is better defensively. Okay. <laughs> Just... <laughs> He's going to cut everything he out in between. <laughs> for the sake of saying that. He's, he's going to cut out everything in between. Oh, God. You didn't even sound confident. You should have no. just said it with chest. Okay. I struggle with Riley. I, I struggle with this one because I like I like Riley. Um, yes, I agree that he's had the benefit of playing with better players um in the last you know five six years before that he did not obviously um but yeah in the last five six years he's had the benefit of playing with better players but can we look at those analytics <laughs> do you want to Sufi just showed me can, can we look at the comparison Sufi just just run over them forever uh, yeah and can I, can I see the Shabbat uh. <laughs> Okay, okay. By the way, this is Jay Fresh. I, I'm trying to get him on the podcast, so we're gonna shout him out. Um, his micro stats aren't bad. There's a lot of blue in there. Everything in the defense except for two is red, so that's not good. This is Riley you're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Shabbat's is 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 better defensively, um, and offensively they don't they don't seem to grade out that differently. I'll give you that. It's just. His even strength defense is, is apparently in the zeroest percentile last year. Yeah, Riley's, Riley's struggled with his defense. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Let's I run over a couple stats. Even strength offense, uh, 87 for for uh, Shabai, 86 for uh, Riley. This is percentile, so this is better than 86% of league. Okay. Uh, that's offensive play driving. Uh, defensive play driving. Okay, uh, it's fifty one percent for Shabbat and zero for. <laughs> this is last year, by the way. Power play eighty one for eighty one percentile for Riley, sixty for Shabbat. Okay, we'll give him power play. Uh, Shabbat apparently didn't play that much on the pa- uh, penalty kill. He doesn't. Yeah, uh, Riley is an average penalty killer. Yeah. Imagine Shabbat played penalty kill too. He'd literally reach thirty minutes a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the yeah. Uh, finishing. Uh, Riley has, but that's also because I mean Shabbat's shooting percentage was like four percent. There's your point. Argue it. He's a better finisher. Go. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that's interesting is is Shabbat's penalty per, uh, differential is is in the 99th percentile. And Riley's in the fortieth percentile, so it's kind of interesting. Does Riley take more penalties? Do you think than he 
draws. I would think so, I guess. I don't, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, because yeah. technically when you're drawing penalties, you have to be someone that can escape play, and then people have to like trip you to get to you. I think that's something Shabbat does very well. Yeah. I don't think Riley does that as well. I think Riley is more of like a, I need to get rid of this puck and then move. So he's not going to draw as many penalties. Yeah. And just in general, I think that's a little less desirable of an asset because Shabbat, you have a little more security with the puck. Riley, you don't. But he is a very good passer, so it, it does help. But uh, teammate-wise, Riley's in the 85th percentile with who he's playing, where Shabbat's in the 77th percentile. Ah, he's better. Doesn't that mean that Shabbat just plays with worse people? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got him! Yeah. So, Sufi, who did you choose? Mine isn't even based off analytics. It's just based off like me watching those two play a decent amount. I would still say Shabbat. I think Shabbat's more dynamic of a player offensively. I think Riley has desirable offensive traits. He might even be a better passer than Shabbat. Yeah. Like, just straight-up passer. Um but I don't think Shabbat's a bad passer, and I, I think that in terms of getting to areas to create scoring chances, I think Shabbat does that better. In terms of like his the ability to use his hands, which I do say is only ra- rivaled by Kale McCarr. In terms of just hands, like his Shabbat, de- his deking, his deking ability as a defenseman. He has literally like there every year. Yeah. There's a couple plays he might not, never score on them. I think there's only a couple. Like in the World Juniors, if you ever remember back yeah. to when he won defenseman of the tournament, he scores pretty goals like yeah. he has had multiple i guess plays not all the men but that argument doesn't count i'm right no i know <laughs> but i'm just saying like he, i'm just talking hands here he like, a yeah. pretty he's a pretty he's definitely player. a more flashy player i think like we're just talking hands here because I, I for me they're not even in the same realm of comparing each other but in terms of just hands i would i, I would say rightly or uh shabbat's close to mccarr in that regard um, but yeah, like a, Riley is like just a really solid guy, and he can you know move the puck well. Yeah. He's dating Tessa Virtue that gives him points. Yes. they might actually be engaged now. Are they? I don't know, but that gives him points. That might actually make me pick him over Shabbat. <laughs> We're a figure skating <laughs> podcast. Yes, yes. But yeah, I don't know. This is this isn't really. I think there was a. It's hard to compare Shabbat to anyone else in, in that range of players, so I can understand this, but I don't know. I would still take Shabbat on my team. Even if they were like the same age, I think his peak is, is going to be better than Riley's. Riley's has that one season where he scored that crazy toe drag and he got 20 goals and 70 points. That was prime Riley. That was Babcock Riley. Yes. Riley tried at Babcock, yeah. Well, for that year, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, every fantasy article I read that the next year, it was like bust pick Morgan Wiley, not going to score twenty goals this year. He had six the next year, and he I was like, Oof. three the next year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, what was the next year? Forty-seven games. He had three goals, twenty-seven points. Yeah, it was beautiful. Hey, he had sixty. The, Riley's stats this year were good. He's top twenty defenseman for sure. He. I, I would have him in my top 13. He was my honorable mention, so I'd have him in my top 13. Yeah. He's just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see that as that much of a comparison. Although apparently the NHL Network doesn't even see that as a comparison in the other direction. So. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They know what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any last words you want to say on that argument? or? Give me, okay, I'm going to, just quick here. Shabbat or uh, Miro Heiskanen? 
just going to say Shabbat because that's <laughs> what I have to say. <laughs> I'm going Hiskanen. I mean, according to my list, I'm going Shabbat. Um, I think that's really close. That I just The only like, reason I picked this is because I'm petty. Fair enough. You just <laughs> wanted to win here. That's why. I for, me, for me, that was I like... <laughs> for me, that's something that was 11-10, but I have him, and I think that drew, drew drew me to put him in the top 10. If this was Sufi from, like, not friends with Evan, he would probably put Hayskin in the top 10. And so, that might happen in the article without telling Evan, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, this has been a very long podcast, lots of editing for Omer to do. Um, but we want to thank you guys for tuning in again. Uh, hopefully you're listening to this on whatever platform you'd like to. And uh, Hopefully there's no static. Yeah, hopefully we've fi- the, fixed the audio problem as well. And, uh, yeah, any other notes before we go, guys? Check us out on Spotify. TikTok. Instagram and of course YouTube please uh, subscribe and buy YouTube premium (laughs) (laughs) my mom hasn't subscribed yet still she She said she will and then she didn't I don't think my mom has either and she said she my mom and she said she watched your our moms are the problem right now yeah notifications on mom yes (laughs) you're not watching right now probably but yeah (laughs) I dare you mother clicked off already no no (laughs) I don't want any of our moms to hear that Excuse me? Yeah, cussing out mommy? Yeah. <laughs> mommy? <laughs> mommy? <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you next week.